Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay. Here we are. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Great. Okay. So, sorry about all the back and forth, but here we are. And are you, what's your timing today? Do you have to run? What's going on? No, I'm good. Good. Great. And how was your week? Uh, interesting. Uh, um, interesting. Uh, you know, uh, better than I expected. <laughs> um, okay. You know, I feel uh, fairly relaxed, um, uh, fairly hopeful, um, okay. and I'm, um, you know, already doing some things that are kind of much healthier for me. Um, you know, like I get up and take a walk every day, most, nice. most days. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of stuff like that, honestly, just feels a lot uh, better. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, um, you know, I find work because a lot of people come talk to me at work whenever I'm there, which I don't, you know, I go in for a few hours, but I don't kill myself. And, uh, a lot of people come talk to me and I just find the whole thing hysterical. Uh, <laughs> why is that? <laughs> uh, because, it, it, you know, I don't feel the ownership and the, uh, the urgency. And when you think about what people spend their time worrying about, it's, actually crazy i mean um you know and to think you kind of give yourself five years of you know uh agony um you know it just seems insane to me now looking back at it but um you know but uh, i already have a couple uh people interested in hiring me if you can believe it um of course i can believe it i think that you 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 know there's a total brilliance to you, and now when what has happened has allowed you to have perspective, so you can actually see things in a complete different from a complete different place, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, and honestly, I'm you know been working on you know the relationship with Jennifer and um, trying to you know make a list of the things I want to do. You know, like I was researching yesterday, uh, volunteering at a homeless shelter for Thanksgiving. Because um, nice. my kids are with my ex-wife this year, so mm-hmm. I just thought it'd be you know a way to give back to you know this community and you know so I um it's just been an interesting um I'm really enjoying it if I'm being honest and um I don't I don't feel any kind of depression or pressure or anxiety I just you know I can kind of see you know light and um. You know, it just it's like a, a pretty big weight has been lifted off. I think yeah. if I had any negative, um, what I would say is I still don't feel like I have a plan. Like I, I, I think it's, which I know you're going to tell me I don't need one, but um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've had one for 26 years, or at least thought I did, um, and uh, 
you know, so it feels weird to not have one. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I, um, um, so that that's the one part that I would say still creates a little bit of anxiety, but you know, generally speaking, it's a lot easier to enjoy my day. Um, so as, as you tell me about these, I would encourage you to just start tapping through the phones, and we can just continue talking and let me know. But is that is that okay? Yep. Good. So I, so that's you know probably the only anxiety, um, you know that I find, need to find a way to to deal with. Yes. Okay. And so, you know, with that, I'm gonna. I actually want to do a couple of rounds on that. So let's uh, go to the karate chop point. We'll both do that. Repeat after me. Even though I still feel a little anxious when I realize that I don't have a plan. Even though I feel a little anxious when I realize I don't have a plan. And I have had one for 26 years. And I have had one for 26 years. Take a breath. Let it go. I would love to feel at peace. I would love to feel at peace. And realize that this is an amazing opportunity. And realize that this is an amazing opportunity. Even though it feels odd not to have a plan. Even though I feel odd not to have a plan. And it brings a little bit of fear. It brings a little bit of fear. About the future and what's going to happen. About the future and what's going to happen. Take a breath. Blow it out. Yeah. I am open to recognizing that this is an incredible opportunity for me. I'm open to realizing that this is an incredible opportunity for me. Where I'm finally stepping into who I truly am. Where I'm finally stepping into who I truly am. So tapping through the points, there's still a little bit of anxiety. Still a little bit of anxiety. Because I don't know what my plan is. Because I don't know what my plan is. And for most of my life, I was very clear about my plan. For most of my life, I was very clear about my plan. And now I don't have one. Now I don't have one. It's good to know that people want me. Good to know that people want me. And there's a couple of people that have even approached me about jobs. There's a couple of people that have even approached me about jobs. And that feels good. That feels good. But this is a a special time for me. This is a special time for me. For me to figure out who I truly am. For me to figure out who I truly am. And what is it that I truly want? What is it I truly want? This is a very special time. This is a very special time. And I'm really wanting to take advantage of it. I really want to take advantage of it. Because I don't want to just jump into another job. I don't want to just jump into another job. And then be exactly in the same place I was six months ago. And be exactly in the same place I was six months ago. Do you get, do you see that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is, this is a really crucial time. So take a breath and notice is a the anxiety about not having a plan. So the plan is, actually, I want to keep on tapping to the point. The plan, my plan right now is. To not have a plan. 
Exactly. <laughs> but now, no, that is part of it. That is one part. The truth is, there is a plan in place, Jim. The plan that you're having that is really present right now is to go really deep into yourself where you can actually connect with yourself in such a way that you become crystal clear about what the next step is. How is that for a plan? Yeah, I, um, that feels right. The plan is removing everything, and this is, this is what I wanted to say out loud. Can I add, can I add something to it? Um, of course. So um, I, I think dive into myself, figure out who I am, so the next step is exactly right, is right. I also think um, show up as me, right, in all of the interactions that I have. And and what I mean by that is, like, I, um, I, Jennifer and I were in a discussion yesterday, and, uh, you know, I got anxious again, and... Um, you know, in 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 the discussion, and you know, sometimes it happens with my ex-wife, and you know, sometimes it happens with other people too. But at the end of the day, like I'll bend who I am to the circumstances, yeah, and then get resentful about it later. And yeah. so I have to decide, you know, where I want to be in my life w- without question. But yeah. but I also have to show up every day as that person, right? I I can't. Um, I I think I've mastered the trait of basically masking my beliefs to avoid con- conflict or and I, I push myself into situations that get really 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 uncomfortable for me and then mm-hmm. I get anxious and angry and upset and I so I not only have to do the you know what I would call the the you know the deep thinking and analysis and on who, who I want to be but I also got to figure out how to be that person every day and yeah. and that's probably the hardest part it is and you know what you know the way that you do it and this is for that this is exactly the plan i hope that you're still just tapping through the points or in your favorite point jim this is it this is exactly it because until now your plan your goal has been about making more money and getting to be better at what you do being whoever you're supposed to be and really fulfilling that role how to like you know, step into the shoes of this person that you're supposed to be most of your life was expected of you from your parents and whatnot, right? And now the plan is how can you every day in every situation, in every interaction, bring a little more and a little more of yourself? And in order to do that, now, in order to do that, you really have to stay connected with you. Taking those moments because, see, you have been, you trained yourself so much to actually be whoever the person in front of you wants you to be that it's really hard for you to remain connected with yourself. So it's almost like you're going to need, you know how sometimes people get, um, I don't know if you've seen these, um, there's some people that uh, have like an elastic band in their wrist or something and they, yeah. snap, they snap it or something like that. I want you to come up with something. We can come up with something together if you want. That is going to be your anchor. Something that maybe you can think of your red balloon. Maybe you can actually even have something red in your pocket, like a red rock or a stone that you carry that somehow is like going to ground you and remind you, oh, 
who am I? And first you have to get extremely clear about who you are. Because who you are, you're a total charismatic leader. And I am still unclear about your secondary. I am, I'm, I tell you were a team player, but I'm not totally sure. I don't know. We have to talk a little bit more about it. And that is really, but your job in this, in this world, your purpose, is to actually inspire others to be better at whatever it is they do, just to inspire other people. You're not here in this planet to please people or to fulfill, you know, their, their dreams or to, that's not your job. It's to be inspiring and, like, bringing brilliant ideas and, you know, like, be ahead of the curve. Now, that, that in itself is challenging because you have an amazing, powerful, and super big light side, which is the inspiring piece, the, the one that has perspective, the one that understands, that steps into a room and knows exactly what's going on, and you get a sense of what, you know, you get a really, like, a big picture perspective. You have all of that. Now, when you get triggered or stressed or feel, like, somehow tied down or, some, you know, something triggers you, you can get into a really nasty enforcer. And that part is not something that you're going to actually put under the rug anymore or deny. It's about coming to terms with that and really accepting that part of you because then you don't have to act it out all the time. You can just voice, look, right in, in something like that, that sounds just like this. Right now, I really need a little bit of time to retreat. I will right, be right back. But in this moment, I need, you know, I'll be back in five minutes or ten minutes, and we can take it from here. Right now, I need to actually take a break. So it's actually understanding that when you're triggered, the best of you is not going to come out. And the other piece that is huge is that when you start feeling really tense and angry, is because somehow you have either given up on yourself or somebody has crossed a boundary that you didn't state. And you need to, like, get in touch with what is really going on here. Say that, say that part again. I don't understand that part. I think it's okay. right, but I, I don't understand it. Okay, no problem. So I, I'll tell you, you're tapping, right? Yep. Good. So what happens is that there's certain circumstances that are going to actually trigger you into, into your enforcer. And the number one is actually when we disconnect from ourselves, we lose touch with who we are, and then somebody else is crossing a boundary. One of those two things. Well, I don't, I, don't ha- I don't have stated boundaries. So, um, well, you, exactly. You don't have stated boundaries, but that doesn't mean you don't have boundaries. No, well, but I, I don't know that I can even identify them, but, which is why... Um, it's such a flash trigger, I think, because... Yes. Because what happens is that you're not aware of them, and then what takes place is that you put up and you put up and you put up with stuff until you just burst. And you're going to come out screaming, and it's, like, completely not okay. Because it's like somebody has been stepping on your foot for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. When 20 minutes go by, you're just going to, you know, like, their head off. Yeah. So, so it's, about- it's, can I give you an example that's non? So I, I had this thought come into my mind uh, yesterday, and it's um, 
So, like, I, at work, right, I felt like I did my part to make National Grid USA better, right? And, like, I was expecting a dean and, you know, who was my boss and Steve Holiday to do their part kind of before I was willing, you know, to double down on what I was going to do. You know what I mean? And so it's interesting. So I had a boundary that I had never really thought of before, which is kind of I've given it the office until I, you know, until I see some emotional commitment for, from some others, I, I'm not willing to emotionally invest any further, right? right. But I never, I never said it like that. Like I never articulated myself, but that is that a clear example of a boundary? Exactly, yes. Yeah. Well, you're actually, yeah, absolutely, where you have actually come to a conclusion and something is really happening for you that needs to happen, right, in order for you to, like a condition, right? It's a similar way of when you actually went over to Jennifer's and you had to wait around for like two or three hours. It's like, look, you know, if you have an understanding, I'm going to come down and what I would like is that for you to have, be available, you know, within half hour or an hour that I, I'm getting into your town, uh, that would work for me. If that's not going to work, then let me know when you're available and I'll take care of my time and I'll do what I choose to do instead of just waiting around. Right. aimlessly, aimlessly waiting for the other. Because actually it's exactly the same thing. If you think about it professionally and personally, it's exactly the same scenario. So you were aimlessly, you did your you did your part with Jennifer, you did your part at National Grid, and you waited around expecting them to do theirs. Well, you never actually made a request. You never stated your condition or your, you know, where you were, your position. And yet you get it. You got resentful and upset because they don't do their part. Yep. So you know, in if you think about it, coming from their side, they're thinking like, "What the heck? What are you so upset about? What happened here?" Right. You never communicated an expectation or desire. You may never made a request. So how am I supposed to respond to something that is not on the table? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um... It's it's not that black and white, but it's exactly the right point, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's not that simple. And it, it, these is actually, there's two pieces to these plans, see? Because we are putting a plan in place. And if you want to call it a step, we can even create a step-by-step plan. And this plan is about you're recreating yourself. And the first the first part of it is like, how do you connect with yourself? How can you take time? Like if you're going for a walk every morning, like instead of maybe listening to, I mean, you can listen to music. That's all right. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't okay. like to, I like to be, be in the surroundings I'm in or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm like that. I like that as well. And then in that case, just notice how you feel, what is happening. What do you notice and what you don't notice? Like, what, what is important to you as you walk around? Do you notice more nature? Do you notice more people? What kind of things are stimulating to you? What kind of things are, you know, upsetting? Or, like, really connecting with yourself at, a, at such a deep level that you're becoming more and more aware of what makes you tick. Yeah, I mean, you know, so what I, it's amazing what happens when you're not, you know, anxious and you don't have a place to be right but like 
there's all kinds of where I go on my walks, there's tons of people with dogs. And, you know, I pet the dogs now. Like, I never used to pet the dogs. I love dogs, right? And, you you know, a little cute pit bull came up the other day, right? And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to pet the pit bull, right? And you take a minute and you say hi to the owner. And, like, I never used to do that, right? But that is what I like to do. You know what I mean? And it's just interesting when you when you allow yourself um, space. Yes. Um, it's interesting how how your your mind and body react. Yes, exactly. And what actually is it, something that you really want to do, and you're noticing that. Yeah, you say hi to the owner, you know, whatnot, but they, your attention is with the dog. You are really, the, the, your connection is like, and it's incredibly soothing. Animals are like, you know, they're receiving. You notice that when you're petting an animal, when you're petting a dog, you, they're just receiving you. So yeah. it's about like really, and that is something that I, I really believe is huge for you to actually get into, like the, learn how to receive. And what is it that you do want to receive? You know, we talked about plenty about Jennifer, but even in your life from now forward, how are you going to invite energetically and emotionally invite and allow the right people and opportunities to come to you? And you have to be receptive. You have to be open for those opportunities to come because yet you're going to get offered. But how about inviting the offers that are totally going to be like, you know, every day you wake up and it's like, and you feel like your job is like going for a walk and patting dogs. But it's like something that comes natural, that you love doing, that is what you really are interested in doing, and it really supports and nurtures who you are. Yeah, I mean, can, um, can, can I work through a couple thoughts with you? So Of course. So as like, long as you keep on tapping. I've been tapping. I'm tapping away like a maniac. Um, <laughs> so, you know, as an executive, you're kind of taught to be in control, right? And yeah. you're taught, um, you know, I'm going to manage my story. And, you know, I'm going to, um, you know, it's been and it's been interesting because, you know, I've been kind of just saying, listen, everybody's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I got some things going on you know, and certainly some some things that I'm interested in. But to be honest with you, right now I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to detox, you know, my mind, body, and soul, right, and and get myself back to a place of just being happy. And, yeah. and you know, and that's my honest answer, right? I mean, you can hear when I say it even now, um, you know, and, and then Jennifer, who is trying to protect me, will say, well, you can't say that. You, you need to tell them you got real job opportunities and, you know, you're open to hear other things, but, you know, there's, and I'm like, well, that's not genuine to me right now. Like, I'm not, like, so she's doing it from an HR perspective. Like, she's telling yeah. me the the talk tracks, you know. So, um, like, I talked to this company yesterday, and, and they were like, you know, well, here's the job and blah, 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 blah. And Jennifer's like, well, if it's not a number two and if it's not a, um, you know, a step to the CEO, you don't want that job. And I said, hang on a second. That's not true. I, I said, if it's an interesting technology and a cool team and, you know, they're willing to give me work-life balance and, you know, there's an opportunity to progress once, you know, my personal life is together, that 
is more what I want than being pushed in a position to having to run a company again. I don't want to have to do that right now. And right. Um, so it's, it's just, and she, and she does it from an extremely loving place. And she, you know, believes I'm capable of being the president of the United States. Right. So like she, she doesn't have a lack of confidence in me, but, but it's interesting how it, even people that love you can, can turn you in a way that's in, in genuine, if that makes sense. If you're not of course. careful. So can you yeah. kind of explain your reactions to that and if I'm handling it correctly? I think that you totally are. There's a way in which you can actually do both. So if you, I think what her concern is that you're going to close off your, the opportunities that are coming your way. So the, and my response to that, I completely understand her position. She's, she is coming from a place of a slight fear that you're going to be, you know, she wants to protect you, take care of yourself. And take care of you in a sense of like don't you know don't tell people that right now you're doing nothing because they're not going to offer you you know maybe something that they're thinking of offering you and uh, and I completely understand that right now you're really wanting nothing and yet you are actually going to different interviews or you know connecting with people to see what the next step might be or what they have to offer and I think that a more accurate answer would be. I am taking time to find out what my next step is. Yeah. I'm going to take time and research and make sure the next step is perfect for me. Exactly. But that is an incredibly short, genuine, and clear answer. I am, you know, I am taking time to find out what what is the best next step for me. And, you know, if they actually go like, do you know what that might be? No. Right now, I'm actually open to all opportunities and to find out what is the right next step for me. And I may not have the answer yet because the truth is you don't. You may actually, you may become, you know, the CEO for a company that is, you know, that it may not be that incredibly top blah, 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 and yet at the same time, it's something that you are going to take to the next level and beyond because it totally inspires you and it's so aligned with who you are that you're going to bring in the the right people. There's already an amazing team there. I mean, there's so many options. There's yeah. like the, the options are endless. It's like you're, you're in, front, in front of a white canvas, and yes, this is a, this is a really the, the thing that is, may surprise you. You have been taught to be in control and manage your story, and that is exactly what you're doing. The huge difference is that until until recently, you were doing it based on other people's expectations on you. And from now forward, you're doing it based on who you are. Right. So you're going to actually be in control of you and your life and create your story the way that you want it to be. How is that for like, it's, it's a slight reframing and everything that you said is actually is right, like, like straight, like totally point, you know, point on. Like, what is like? There's a there's a phrase that Dev Horton says that I totally like, spot on. That's it, spot on. <laughs> yeah, I love that phrase. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes, it does. So what? I, let's come up with very practical things that you're going to be able to do to get in touch with that 
softer part of you because there's one thing that is the biggest challenge for you and that it's in order to connect with yourself, you have to connect with the part of you that is softer, that is more receptive, that allows you to receive love, opportunities, fabulous people into your life, people that support you, that allow you to feel Jennifer's, your brother's, your children's appreciation for who you are and, you know, they trust in you. And it's like it has come a time in your life where you're discerning. Your parents are your parents and they're always going to be there. And yet they are not your cheerleaders and they don't have to be and that's okay. And it might be, it comes a time where every time that you, that you want milk, you're actually going to go to the supermarket and not the hardware store. <laughs> you like that one, right? Uh, I do. <laughs> but how does that sound for a plan? So that's, that's a big, really But I, I don't know thing. how to, I have no idea how to do it. Um, okay. I, I mean, it makes sense to me. I just have literally no clue how to do it. Okay. So we're going to do it right now. Now, remember that this is the part that is challenging for you, right? You, th- you think? <laughs> okay. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to do something we haven't done before, but it's really a full process. So there's different parts of you, and there's a part of you that is called the controller. Can you can you connect with, can you realize that there is there's yeah. a part of you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do something a little cuckoo, but we've done plenty. So one more, it doesn't, you know. I want you to, I'm going to, we're going to actually communicate straight with the controller within you. Okay? This is just this part of you. And so I want you to, when I'm going to ask you, who am I speaking with, you're going to shift in your chair and you're going to say, I'm the controller. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So who am I speaking with? The controller. It's great to meet you. I know that you've been really trying to um, control Jim, and uh, you have a really tough job, don't you? Yes, I do. Can you tell me what is what is your goal? What is it? What is it? How is how does how you try to control him? Uh, uh, keep everything in order. You know, make sure that uh, he does everything that's expected of him. Uh, make sure that uh, you know his image and his um, uh, uh, presence uh, is felt in a kind of a disciplined, um, uh, organized way. And how how are you, how is it going? Is it actually working for you? Uh, some days yes, some days no. Yeah. Do you feel appreciated for your job? Uh, I feel like uh, he uh, doesn't understand what uh, what I can do for him. Um, and he also, I don't think, naturally wants me around. I think his uh, natural state is, um, you know, being a little out of control, but... Uh, um, and not really caring what other people think. Right. And tell me, what would be the consequences if you actually were not around? What would happen? Oh, he'd lose it. 
to lose it. Tell me what would that look like? Um, I, I don't really know. I'm just very comfortable with, with it the way I think about it. Of course. But he, he would just kind of like run amok. Um, yeah, I mean, he would, uh, he would probably just do what he feels like doing. Um, and, uh, you know, who knows what that would, what that would do, what that would be. What is your concern? What's your ultimate concern? Because what I'm hearing is that you really, really care about Gemma. You want him to, to, what would you like, what would be, what would be your ideal? Like, I mean, your job that is really tough because he's not appreciating you. He would rather that you just disappear and just do whatever you want. Uh, and ultimately, what would you like for him? I just wanted to be happy, but I, but I think my way of doing it make, can make him happy. Okay. And your way would be to just for him to, like, follow rules and do what is expected of him. Yes. Yeah. Because if he actually started doing whatever he wants, then he could lose it. Yeah. Do you, would you like some help with your job? Would you like to feel appreciated? Uh, I'd like to feel understood, yes. I'd like to have a contract with him on what, um, on when we need to be in control and when we don't need to be in control. So sometimes you're willing to actually have him a little bit of a a, loose, a, a longer leash kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, when he's with his kids, I don't really see the same potential issues with it. Um, you know, and he seems really happy. So, you know, I'm I'm okay with sometimes, you know, it's it's fine. Okay. And what what do you think that happens when he loses it? Does he get angry? Does he get pushy? What, what does he do when he loses, when you're not in charge? What kind of things does he do? that, you know, that concern you, that really scare you? Um, I don't know how to answer that. I, um, um, I, I think he, uh, can get behind on things. I think he can, um, um, emotionally not, um, uh, I, I think he can get more anxious ultimately if he doesn't have some sense of control. Okay. Um, so I think there's some, some bad things that could happen. Okay. Thank you so much for speaking. And, you know, I know that you are, you're in charge of him basically in a lot of ways because you're the one that controls the rest of the other voices that are within him, or at least you try to, right? Try to. Like you are the voice of reason within. There's a there's a voice of rebellion. There's a voice of anger. There's a voice of there's different voices, and you're trying to like manage them. Would it be okay if we actually uh, speak with other voices? Would you allow? Would you grant us permission to speak with other voices? Yes. Okay. So I would like to speak with the self. So it's the part of you that is you. Right? Not just the one that is controlling you, but you. So I would like to speak with yourself. Again, move in your chair 
And who am I speaking with? Uh, me. Yes. Yes. And tell me, and it's, it's actually you, it's within you is the self, right? Because the, the controller is a different part. So tell me, how do you feel about the controller? Um, I, I understand the need uh, for it um, for certain for certain aspects of life, but I don't. Um, I've always uh, felt uh, more at ease, um, kind of going with the flow and. Um, you know, being, you know, just kind of uh, doing things from the more the emotional side than the practical, uh, organized side. Yes. And when when the controller is setting such tight rules of how you have to be and how you have to, like, what what happens to you? Because he's he's wanting you to do things as he considers that it's expected. I mean, I yeah. feel confl- I feel conflicted is the answer. I mean, because I, um, you know, there are days where you know being organized and you know having a plan, you know, certainly makes me feel better. But there are days where I don't want to do that, and that you know feels conflict, you know, uh, constraining. Yeah. So it's, it it yeah. makes me it makes me you know honestly just feel very conflicted and confused about well how can that be I mean how can I if it's good one day how can it not be good another day and and then you know when I'm not organized I get mad at myself for for not being organized and yet everything I did that made me unorganized made me feel good so it's it creates kind of a, a circular conflict that is uh, emotionally trying yeah so there's a part of you as i mean so there's a part of you that sees that certain days it's good that the controller is setting expectations and you're more organized and then there's certain days where that feels constraining and you actually want to go more with the flow yes and now in your life right in this moment because now you're entering you have entered already a new chapter where there's more of you that needs to take place within you, right? Do you notice that there's a little bit of expansion of you as a self? The controller is not as in charge as it used to be amongst self. Oh, yeah. I, uh, like, I don't care when I get up in the morning. I, uh, you know, I don't really have a deadline of when I want to be in the office. I, you know, I make sure I prioritize going for a walk and, um, I'm sure that drives him crazy, but uh, it feels a lot better to just be able to sleep and relax and um, and get up and feel a little bit healthy. Yeah. And is it true that if he were not in charge, you would just lose it, like he says? No. No. So if this, because his concern is that now you're going to have more space to do whatever you want, and then what is it, you know, he's afraid that you're just going to lose it and then you're going to have no control of your life. Everything's going to, maybe you just lose everything that you have created so far. Do you think that that is a concern? 
is a true concern or a valid concern? Um, I mean, I, I think there was a time and place to learn the stuff that he that he wanted me to do. And I think I have the skills when I need them, um, you know, so like I can sit down two or three times a year and, you know, organize my financial situation and, you know, make sure that it's all, you know, put together, but I don't have to worry about that every day. And, mm-hmm. and I think there's, you know, it was great that, um, that I learned that stuff, but I think it's more important for me now to do other things. Yeah. So would you like him to just kind of like take a vacation? No, just go into the background a little bit and, uh, you know, just remind me occasionally, you know, when I got to get, you know, get things together and and come and help me do it when I need it. But otherwise, on a day-to-day basis, just let it go. Yeah. So thank you so much. I want you to shift again. I want to speak with the controller again for a moment. So who am I speaking with? The controller. Okay. And you heard what the self had to say, right? I did. Very interesting. How how do you feel about it? Taking Uh, a little bit of a background. I'm glad he understands what I did for him. Um, uh, He does seem happier. Uh, He seems more relaxed, so, you know, that's good. I'm I'm anxious um, for him, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, he's in charge, so. Yeah. So you understand that either, so that's actually, it's interesting. So talk with me, starting at the karate chop point. I'm the controller. I'm the controller. And I need to actually control Jim. And I need to control Jim. Take a breath. I would like to be more relaxed and trust. I would like to be more relaxed and trust. But control is important. But control is important. And I would like to feel appreciated. And I would like to feel appreciated. Tapping through the points. I'm the controller. I'm the controller. And I have had a really important role. I've had a really important role. And even today, I feel anxious. Even today, I feel anxious. Because the self is taking over. Because the self is taking over. And I'm not as needed anymore. And I'm not as needed anymore. Jim wants me to go to the background. Jim wants me to go to the background. And I'm afraid about his future. I'm afraid about his future. I am willing to go to a little bit to the background. Is that okay? Is that yep. true? Yeah. yeah. But I get more. I I know I need to go to the background. Yes, I need. A, okay, I understand that I need to go to the background, but I'm always going to keep an eye. Well, I'm always going to keep an eye. And that's the the understanding and agreement that I want to have with the self. That's the understanding and agreement I want to have with the self. And I would like the self to listen to me. I would like the self to listen to me. If I have a strong concern. If I have a strong concern. Because otherwise I'm really going to tighten things up. Otherwise I'm really going to tighten things up. I am the one that is becomes his critical voice. 
I am the one that becomes his critical voice. And I can really become really strong. And I can become really strong. You know what I mean? Like, he's the one that starts, like, you know, nagging at you or, you know, starts bugging you. Yep. So he's, he's willing to be in the background as you keep on tapping. Is that okay? Can you make an agreement that if he comes up and says, oops, you know, we need to, like, we need to look at these. Can you just take a moment and can we have a conversation? Yeah. Okay. So you agree to him being in the background but keeping an eye, knowing yes. that, yeah, okay. And take a breath. And now for a moment, I would like you to actually connect, and this is going to be slightly more challenging with the part of you, the inner peace or peace within, or however you like to call it, this peace within you. And it's probably going to be, my guess is that in between your solar plexus and your chest, your heart area. And getting it's a much quieter. The quality of this part of you is a lot quieter. I don't know how much space it takes right now. Maybe a little bit hiding. But there is a, there is a presence that is actually soft, more receptive. And as you breathe, you're just really being, getting in contact with this part is like softening your abdomen. And it allows you to be more relaxed and more at peace, literally more at peace with yourself. And it's, it's almost like you, from this place, you actually is like being in that cove. Remember the beach? Being yeah. At the beach? Yeah. yeah. Where you actually have perspective and you know what's going on. You understand that the self is there. The controller is taking a bit of a break or it's going to be one background. And you're just there observing. It is a part of you that has been walking around and patting dogs. Walking around what? And patting dogs. So take a deep breath, and I'm going to ask you to just go into this inner peach part So, who am I speaking with. Me. Can you, is it possible for me to connect with inner peace, the part of you sure. that is yep. called inner peace? Yes. So who am I speaking with? The inner peace. Yeah. Thank you so much for speaking with us. And uh, tell me, Inner Peace, is, uh, what do you need to give Jim more perspective and more space to really connect with himself and be authentically who he is? What do you need from him? Uh, time. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I need him to be outside. I need, I need to be outside with him. Yeah. Um, I need him to um, remove uh, a lot of the pressures and other things that uh, distract him. Um, would you need... give us Would you give us some ideas, some specifics about what are the things that distract him that actually are not helpful? 
Uh, phone calls, emails, his phone. Um, okay. You know, the, the Internet, you know, um, you know, normal, everyday life stuff. Yeah. Now, how much time would you like? How much time in your ideal world in order to really help him become authentically who he is? How much time would you say that he needs outside with you? I mean, I would think a couple hours a day um, of dedicated time, though. Like not, uh, you know, not 15 minutes and then pick up your phone. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And tell me, what, what would help? Because you know, you really, really know how hard it is for him to just be with you, to just be outside, to really think of himself or imagine himself in that cold. It's kind of hard for him to be by himself. Is that, do you have any tips or anything that will help him? I don't think it's uh, hard for him. I don't think he allows himself. Okay. I, I, I think he needs to give himself permission. Okay. And do you have any clue why he doesn't, you know, doesn't get permission, doesn't give himself permission? What's the concern? Something I, I don't. Like... I don't think he was ever taught that it's okay. I, I think he was. Mm. <clears throat> I think he was given given a different rule book to live by. Yeah. Okay. And the new the new book that you are inviting him to read, it's called what would you call it? Um, love yourself. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to tell him? He needs to sleep. Okay. He's tired. His inner peace is tired. And okay. he needs to let himself sleep. Yes. Any any ideas of what would help him? Because you you are the expert at finding your way. Like he needs to find his way to you. And what is the path that he you know like what is the the, the path? Literally the steps that he needs to take to get to you. What would actually help him sleep better and longer hours to feel refreshed and be able to actually be with you? Uh, I think he's just got to care about his health. Uh, I think if he cares about his health and he, you know, focuses on that as a priority, then he'll, you know, be able to sleep. And um, like when he uh, gets anxious or, you know, worries about other people or what, what he's supposed to be doing, I think he loses priority on his health and then it goes and I get pushed away. Yeah. Yeah. You've been extremely patient with him, haven't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you've been waiting around. It has come, and now it has come your time. I've been wait, I'm waiting for him to get it. He's, he's such a dope. He's such an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has. you also have compassion for him, don't you? No. I, I mean, I... Um... I just want him to believe. To believe? Tell me more. 
I want him to believe that getting to this place is going to make him feel better and stop yeah. worrying uh stop worrying so much about managing it all and just uh yeah. Okay. So tapping through the points. I am I'm, I am Jim's inner peace. I am Jim's inner peace. And my time has come. My time has come. And I'm really wanting to take over. And I'm really wanting to take over. And I want to share with him. He needs to live by a different book. I want to share with him. He needs to live by a different book. And this book is called Love Yourself. And this book is called Love Yourself. Prioritize yourself. Prioritize yourself. So you can actually share with others. So you can actually share with others. From your deeper and most authentic self. From your deeper and most authentic self. I am the true Jim. I am the true Jim. I am a, well, I think it's I am a big part of the true Jim. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right, yes. But certainly from my shores. From my what? My shores, like you're in the cove, right? So from yeah. my shores, from I can my shores. see, I can actually have clarity and perspective. I can have clarity and perspective. Getting in touch with who he really is. Getting in touch with who he really is. And I'm waiting patiently. And I'm waiting patiently. Because my time has come. Because my time has come. Take a deep breath. And let's talk for a moment about how are you feeling right now? Good. And I really honor you because you really play along with me and I, I take you to cuckoo land. <laughs> I try. It's uh, not always easy, but I try. How was today? Okay. Are you willing to really start reading this new book about loving yourself and putting yourself first? I have to. Yes, you do. I, I mean, I think if I'm if I'm being honest, I I think it's uh, I, um, I think I can do it. Um, uh, you know, and I. I I truly right. I try really hard to be respectful. I I think it's going to be hard with Jennifer, meaning I think she, she finding a way to do that while trying to be present in a relationship isn't always easy. Um, and I um, and I think her 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 needs are very complicated right now, and I just I that I think it's going to be very hard for me to manage. Um, being present for her and, and staying present with you. Yeah. Okay, so this is a challenge, and this, this is really, uh, it would be great if you can even send me a text that says just K every day, but this is what I want to do, because right now your your days are expanding a little bit. The expectations and the demands on your time are actually shrinking, and you're going to have to start. This is This is it. Now, this is it, Jim. This is it where the, the rubber meets the road. You are going to have to find those two hours to connect with yourself and prioritize yourself. They don't have to be two hours straight. 
But you definitely have to sleep better. We can talk about it in a minute. And when it comes to Jennifer, you have to, you have, you, there's two things that need to happen. One is to actually express, so you have to communicate what your availability is and what you can do for her. Yeah. And you, can, you also have to communicate the fact that you're really taking better care of yourself, and that's going to demand some of your time. It doesn't mean that you care less for her, and you can still be there for her. And it does not necessarily need to require a lot of time, of your time. It can be just really letting her know that you're here, you're here for her. Now, what is going on with your sleep? Are you, are you still, you, I know you, you drink, but that's not, it's not a daily occurrence, is it? Is it what? I'm sorry? I know that sometimes you drink, but it's not a daily occurrence. Is that affecting your sleep or anything like that? Um, I, uh, when I'm not doing well, I do have a drink or two every day, but I don't. Um, but I've been trying to do four days a week without any without any booze, so three days a week. Um, mostly, like, I have a work dinner, like, last night, so I had, like, two two beers at the work dinner. You know what I mean? Okay. But, um, but I try to do four days a week without it. Uh, it when I'm not going in a good direction, I will drink every day, and it does affect my sleep. Of course, of course, yeah. Drinking I has think... been uh, so. Drinking has it's it's. This is gonna sound odd. Like drinking has been almost. I programmed it as a. Okay, now I can be my like. I almost use it as a now I can be myself. Now I can relax. Like I, I, but I literally, I tune out of everything. Like I tune out of myself. I I tune out of, um, so I think I've built a a really bad habit uh, with it. Um, And it's not, what I'm learning is, you know, me sitting out on a park bench, you know, down by the Charles River, you know, and, and just breathing and watching people and seeing, that's way more me than, you know, sitting on my couch watching TV with a glass of wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. um, and I I don't I get refreshed, you know, with the former, and I get depressed with the latter. And yeah. Um, but I I never, you know, I I wouldn't have recognized that a year ago or six months ago or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, of course. You're really becoming a lot more aware and connected with yourself, and it's a process that requires patience. It requires time. And it requires dedication. So you really need to. It's about, it's about the main curious. The main thing is that you have to be curious. And that's what you just said is about that. It's like, you know what? The truth is that, yeah, sitting, being outside, outside you know, touching somebody's dog is actually better for my, for my soul than actually having a glass of wine or a beer, whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah. And, it, and it's just that. So when you feel that need, it's like, okay, I, I need to go out. I need to walk. <laughs> that's right. That's why I walk. I mean, that's I. I walk in the morning. That's why. Yes. <laughs> and if the evening is a tough time for you, and that's when the glass, you know, the beer may come out, maybe that's the time that you also need to go for like a fifteen minute walk. It's going to be a lot better for you to breathe fresh air, even now that it's crisp and cool, than to actually, you know, get a glass of whatever. So what is going on with your sleep? Are you having a hard time falling asleep, staying asleep, sleeping no, enough? No, I've been doing good the last couple of weeks. Uh, before okay. before the last couple of weeks, I would get up at, you know, 
I would be up at three or four in the morning routinely. Like there were many mornings, 5 a.m., I was wide awake. I would get up and go outside. Um, But now I'm more, you know, and I was, you know, having bad dreams and, you know, um, you know, rolling around all night and all that. Now I tend to go to sleep and sleep till 7.30 and, you know, not even, not stress out about it. Cool. So, so it sounds like that is in a better place. Yeah. Is there? So, it sounds like we have a plan right now. You need to spend at least. Would is it reasonable to have two hours for yourself every day? Because I, I want to create something that is reasonable. I don't want you to. Uh, I think. An, I think let's start trying to get an hour a day, and I'll try to do good. thirty thirty minutes in the morning, thirty minutes at at night time. Um, okay. And. Uh, We'll start there and see what I can build up to. Okay, and that's totally okay. And what kind of activities? Because this is going to be 30 minutes that is like unplugged. Can you do unplugged with capital letters? Yes. Right? So it's like no no phone. If the phone rings, you're going to check that it's not an emergency. And after, you know, half hour... Um, luckily, you're not an ER doctor or anything, so. No, no I mean, know. I can put it on. I mean, honestly, if I'm doing it right, I got to put it on airplane mode. And exactly. Turn it off. Good. Can you do that? Can you even try yeah. to do that? Yep. Okay, and away from the. You know, your walk is a great place. You walk outside with no phone, that's it. You're on flight. Yep, I agree. Cool. And how, what are the kinds of things that you can do throughout the day? I'm going to tell you a tip. Throughout the day, I want you to start noticing when you're, either something has upsets you or makes you anxious or something, and I want you to literally take a step back, which can mean, depending on where you are, going into another room, saying that, oh, sorry, you know, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom for a minute, and just... Really, like, ask yourself, what just happened? Yep. Just to allow you to create that connection with yourself so you can have, you can establish that dialogue. Yep, I will do it. Okay, good. And can you, can you keep me updated? Of course. Great. Okay, and is it going to work for us to, uh, to do uh, Thursdays 9 a.m.? Yes. Yep. Okay. I believe that this one was number 12. Oh, it is. I got to pay you again. Okay. I'm sorry about that. That's how it works. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, how, do you, how do you feel so far? Where, where have we, you know, 12 questions is that, well, we probably had 11. We may have had on the show. But how, how do you feel these last three months or so we've been together? How are we doing? Uh- um, it, uh, I, I, um, so, I mean, I, I kind of re- just released into it and said, let me see what happens. Right. And, um, yeah. and I, I think that's been, uh, smart. Um, mm-hmm. the more I kind of think about it, I, I think what it's helping me to do is, um, you know, see anxieties and reprogram my brain um, uh, on how to react to those anxieties, right? So I think that part has been, you know, helpful. And, you know, it, um, without it, I, you know, I honestly don't know that 
um, I would be handling, you know, all the, you know, the what normally would have been, you know, kind of major crises. I don't know that I would have been handling them anywhere near the same way. Um, you know, so, but I still don't have, I think I have it programmed. I still have a very negative talk track in my head. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think, you know, that part's important. I, I, um, I also, you know, think I have clarity on, you know, what I would call the root of the issue, right? You know, the, the mom, abandonment, little kid, you know, all that yeah. crap. Um, I, what I don't feel like I have um, is a way to operationalize being myself every day. And um, and managing what I would call normal day-to-day anxieties, right? You know, um, Jennifer has a really bad day at work, and she takes it out on me, right? How do I how do I see that situation not for something I did wrong or something I should have done, but see that situation for what it is? You know, my parents have, you know, say the shitty comments, you know, and I internalize it and, and lose my mind for two weeks, and you know, and finally can, you know, make it make more sense to me. You know, like I still don't manage it well. Uh, like I don't have a a plan to, um, to, um, to, to cement it into who I am is, is I guess the thing I'm um, feeling that might be missing. Okay. And my, um, I'm, I'm writing. Do, do you, uh, so I'd love your reaction to my assessment. <laughs> Say that again. I love your reaction to my assessment. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing, is that what? No, no, meaning what, do you agree with what I just said? Oh, um, yes. And what it's giving me uh, is that I think that part of that you're missing, um, and this is, this is something that, the, I see the progress, especially on every day when you tell me how your week has gone and where you are right now versus where you were three months ago. I see a really drastic shift in the awareness that you have about yourself, the choices that you're making, and the opportunities that you're bringing into your life. To me, they're like radically different. Why do you um, say that? Because I hear you say, like you, with your walks, I'm patting the dogs, I'm recognizing that they, you know you still have say, you know negative self talk and when when Jennifer says something or your parents say something it still affects you and yet it's not actually it's not keeping you up at night like it used to um and you're able to see there's a there's a slight space between the the events that happen and how they affect you before you didn't have that you had instant reactions and it was really drastic. And I think that now you have a little bit of an awareness and understanding and almost like, a, um, like okay, now it's because she's saying something. Now we need what needs to happen is a translation. What we have not, the piece that we have, believe it or not, that we haven't done much of is the deep work that we need to do in order for you not to feel as reactive, not to have that super negative self-talk. We have not addressed the critical energy from your parents. And what is happening is that the most difficult time, the most difficult aspect that I find is that 
it's hard for you to go purely into a feeling place. My sense is that it's, you have it and you do feel intensely, but it's not comfortable to go there. So you avoid it by, you know, having a lot of mental activity. Yeah, I think think that's right. Yep. Because in order for you to actually really heal that, heal the negative self-talk, negative self-talk is something that what's going to start happening is that slowly starts shifting. Like where you actually recognize, oh, my, look, I'm talking to myself this way. I'm calling myself an idiot again. And that is not true. I am not an idiot. And then you can have that internal conversation. So it's about having a lot more space, internal space, to have those conversations. But there's still a part of you, and we talked about these the last two sessions, there's still a part of you that doesn't feel like you deserve to be fully happy, to receive, you know, unconditional love. And it's a part of you that is still sometimes beating yourself up. Yeah, without question. So that that is a piece that we need to tackle, and it's it's not because it's not comfortable. It's harder for you to go there. So we may have to start doing things that are, uh, and you have an easier time with anger than with sadness, right? Which is, of course, very programmed. And sorry for my you know comment, but it's very male. It's a lot easier to go into anger than to go into feeling sad. Yeah, or hurt. Or hurt exactly. And they're both like hand in hand. So, and you can rationalize it and you can actually even say, I feel hurt or I felt sad or whatnot. But from there to actually really experience it and be and sit with it is extremely uncomfortable and you tend not to do it. At least not, you know, when we've been working. And we need to go there in order to release it and to really shift it. But that that would be really the the deep piece that we need to do with that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Because there's a part of you that is deeply hurt and really sad about how your parents have treated you, how they still treat you, and it gets reenacted when Jennifer is unfair in the way that she treats you, and it just comes all the way up. So what we need to do is get in touch with that younger part of you that is still really hurt and in order not to feel the hurt pushes people away through anger. Okay, I think that's right. Okay. So we would be going into the land of discomfort but the benefit is humongous. If you're willing to keep in mind the goal and the benefit then I think it it may be easier to actually get into it. So my question for you this week, and I would really like you to tell, to uh, you know, consider it, even in one of your walks or whatnot, is what would help you feel safe? What would be the the doorway? What is the doorway for you to actually experience those emotions, to go into um, feeling hurt and feeling sad, particularly about what happened and what still happens with your parents? I don't know. Um, I know, I know, and this is not something for you to answer now. I want you to just consider what what is it like, and why we could we could very easily start with something like what happened at Lake George last time, 
the comments they made and just take it from there. Like what was your visceral reaction and what's underneath the anger, what's underneath the unfairness to get to the hurt and the sadness of it. We can do that. But it's just like that's the doorway. Whenever you feel anger, most likely there's a boundary that was crossed, but also underneath there's, there's a part that feels like somebody hurt you and I'm going to push you away through anger. Yeah, I, um, I, I also, um, I think there's some potential uh, other things in there too that we got to work through, which, um, you know, um, me not being wanting to or being able to confront things earlier Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think is a part of it, and I, you know, and that's you know more on me than not, you know, me not, you know, liking to communicate how I feel, you know, and again, yeah. that's more on me than not, um, you know, um, you know, me not understanding my own boundaries, you know, me being more comfortable going into a cave, you know, than and avoiding. I mean, there's there's a handful of other things that aren't anybody's responsibility but mine, but I put them on people that are trying to care for me um, unfairly. You know what I mean? And so yes. um, I think there's there's a lot to that. That. Um, but if you think it, the, the core issue with that, Jim, is that all of the, what you just said is being able to communicate and is more comfortable to go into a cave and be a puffer fish instead of being vulnerable, it's actually the same. The core issue is exactly that, is a, um, this, having a hard, a hard time being able to get in, in, connect with that hurt and that, that sadness that comes from a very old history and gets reenacted. And because you don't want to go there, you're not going to actually be vulnerable and you're going to just either withdraw or be angry. Yeah, I mean, that makes so, sense. So the root is actually that piece. It's that young child that you have said, you know what, feeling hurt and being sad is just not okay. I'm just going to protect you by being angry and pushing people away. And if I cannot, you know, if it's not appropriate to be angry, then I'll actually take you into my cave. Well, um, right, if I am not allowed to be, right, either like work circumstances or anything else, or I don't feel comfortable, meaning I don't trust the people enough, then I'll just, I'll run away. Exactly, exactly. So, but something needs to be healed inside. So you actually, what what needs to shift is that you, you need to feel that it's okay. And this is, you know, being in a work situation is going to be the last one. We're going to work on a lot more on, like, being on your own than working on, like, communicating with Jennifer. And then... Yeah, the, you know, uh, the, work, the work stuff, I mean, honestly, my biggest issue there, Laura, is I've had an excuse. I, I, I've been paid to be angry. And I know that makes sense, so it's given me an excuse not to... Con- my anger and edge and um, aggressiveness that I bring to work has yeah. been rewarded. Yeah. Um, and so in a weird way, I've been able to kind of excuse my behavior. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I'm just, uh, I need the personal stuff to get worked out. 
um, as a priority, and then hopefully behaviorally I can find a work environment where I can be more myself. Right. And I, that, I have to tell you, the one thing I have to tell you, I completely understand what you're saying about, like, your anger has been rewarded. And that anger is going to be there. Anger is a really powerful skill, a powerful emotion to have and use when you use it consciously and, you know, in a way that you feel okay about. So you're setting strong boundaries. You're being assertive. It's not about coming from an anger out of control. But an anger that anger has holds a lot of energy, it, you know, holds a lot of passion. When you do it out of like, you know, when you think about the difference, so that's why there's a whole aspect we're going to talk more about: good anger versus bad anger. And good anger is when you're being assertive, you're setting a boundary, you're, you know, you're, you know, you may be expressing an expectation to an employee, and you're doing it with, you know, with with strength, that is a good anger versus you're explosive and you're just being unreasonable and just feel like, you know, you're volatile instead of like just stating things. So that anger is always going to be with you and that assertiveness is a fabulous skill. But you have to do it from a place where, you know, when you finish expressing yourself, you're like at peace. Because like, okay, you stated your truth and you're good. It's not about blowing at someone. So we're going to explore all of that. I think it's really, and I have to tell you, you're really, you're you're really on the right track. We're just moving along. And uh, and remember that it's been what at least we talked about it's like forty years, right? So forty years, and we're we've been three months, so we're we're good. I agree. Okay. Take good care. Stay in contact. And uh, absolutely. Let me know how it goes. Okay. See ya. Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.